Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And as we practice social distancing, being responsible adults, we have David. Be an adult. All day, every day, <laughs> hopefully. Be an adult. That goes to everyone out there. Be an adult. Yeah, inc- even, including even the children, kids. Yes, even the children. Be an adult. <laughs> yes. Grow up, please. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Nightly. And on the other side, we got Freddie. What's up? Stay spoopy, adults. Spoopy boys. Spoopy adults. Spoopy adults. Spoopy boys. boys. Spoopy adults. Spoopy children. Spoopy girls. Spoopy everything. Spoopy dogs. <laughs> also spoopy known as Nighty spoops. Night. <laughs> We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a what? K. Okay. Oh, that was sad, guys. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to this show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, keeping things going with the Die of Laughter Month. This is the last one, right? This is the last one. But keeping things going. Because we, we had a nice little, a nice good time watching these comedy horror flicks and ha-ha-has and funny-funnies. But we're going to be serious next month. Dead serious. But before that, we're talking about Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. First and foremost, guys, thoughts? I watched Dawn of the Dead. You're lying. April Fool's! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you're lying. How dare you? So I, I watched John of the Dead's jokes on you, same movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um if people have been listening to the last couple episodes, I had shared the fact that I had watched this before and I wasn't mm-hmm. really a fan. Um mm-hmm. straight up, I watched this. I only remembered maybe the first ten minutes. And wow. Uh, oh, wow. the rest of it. I was pleasantly surprised. It was a fun ride. I actually had a good time watching this movie. It was a nice little adventure. And I love that Sean is such a relatable character because he's so ordinary. And I feel like everyone could kind of connect to the kind of person he is in like the normal world. And then when shit gets real, he's the envisionment of what we all see ourselves being. That hero, that unexpected hero, right? That everyone didn't expect anything from, right? And uh, I think it's fun in that regard where it's like, he's what we think we would all be in the situation. And I think that's why the Mm -hmm. movie is enjoyable because of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really, really agree. Um, I know like this, this movie came out back in 2004 and that was like during the time when there's like a huge like zombie drought. Like we haven't gotten a zombie movie in a while since like I, I want to say one of the deads and um it's since it's been such a long time it was just like okay well this seems like a perfect time to release a zombie flick like we haven't done one of these in a while and uh Edgar Wright came out at a really good time and and granted Edgar Wright actually released this movie about two months after 28 days later so 28 days later Danny Boyles was actually first and then we got Shaun of the Dead. And um, 
I was watching I was watching this uh this uh interview with Edgar Wright and it, the way he was talking about like like how nervous he was to release this movie because of uh Danny Boyle and he was just like holy shit like I can't stand a Danny Boyle like Danny Boyle made fucking train spotting and I made office space or no not <laughs> office space spaced I made yeah. spaced and it was just like like one of those things and now like both of those films like stand very well in the times and one was serious and one wasn't and i thought it was awesome like i i love 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 this movie as you guys have known um i'm a huge fan of the whole cornetta um uh trilogy but at the same time yeah. like this is this film really really stands out to me as one of my favorites out of those for sure god i love this movie so much freddie what do you think about this movie i mean at least for me um, it just makes me admire filmmakers really well. I mean, anyone can make a movie, but Edgar Wright has this sense of style that he tries to show off in his movies. And this is one of his earlier films where he is great at editing the shot, setting up the shot, introducing characters that are outside the shot and bringing them into shot. You can literally study every like frame yeah. of this movie and be like, wow, he thought about everything. The edits, the music... Yeah. The action, the sound mixing, overall, it's a really done, like, great film. So that's what I really appreciate right. about this movie. I can appreciate the action, the comedy, and, like, the horror aspect of everything, but the filmmaking is the thing that really, like, shows off in this movie for me. That's the entertaining part. It's not really the plot for myself, but I actually enjoyed yeah. the movie. I do have to agree on you on Absolutely. that. A lot of the cinematography on this was just really good, really impressive. Um I was watching and was like, oh, damn, like, this has some pretty good, like, cinematography. Like, I, I was not expecting it, mm -hmm. but. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it fit in so well. And there's actually, like, a lot of scenes 100%. where they just do a long tracking shot without no cuts and just follow the character down the street into the yeah. supermarket, going back to his house. And they show it again when it's, like, not normal yeah. and there's zombies around. But he I picks his shots yeah. to, like, contra like contrast. Like the past and the present, which is really good. I love that. Yeah. I know exactly and what I, you're talking about. I love those shots. And yeah. it, it, when I went to actually see him talk, um, that was so interesting because someone actually asked that question. Like, where do you get the idea to do these one shots? And um, he said at the time, he was just like, well, I wasn't really good at editing. So uh, I decided to just do one shot so I don't have to edit as much. And I was like, well, fuck, goddamn. Like, that that makes sense, sure. But at the same time, like, you are really good at editing, and now he has his own style, right? Like, yeah. we know when it's Negger Wright movie. I'm sure. Um, because of his editing style. I'm pretty confident in saying that he's probably one of the best directors for editing in general. He knows how to do it right, and he knows how to make it comedic. He can just show visuals and tell yeah. an entire story from just quick edits from scene to scene to scene to show someone's morning routine of him like flushing the toilet, fixing his tie, fixing mm -hmm. his badge. Real quick edits, but it tells an entire story about a character or about a situation. Yeah, about what just happened in that moment. And even when he edits in like a scene with like sound mixing with the music in the background, like it lines up together mm -hmm. or there's a sequence that's everything's like Perfect. the same. It's, it's perfection. So yeah, I, I think he's it's a perfect. great editor. I think he's fine. Yeah, and and honestly, at the time, like he was probably saying that mainly because of the fact that like no one edits like this, and it's you know like 
when you're watching an Edgar Wright movie, like you just know, like, oh shit, like you don't really have to ask who made this movie. Um, like when you get things like Baby Driver, and you really see it in Baby Driver, right? Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, um, and even the Ends World, uh, it, or the World's End. Like it's it's still that same type of cut and edit and feel to it all and it's it's fantastic like it, it's really really great and I, I hope he continues this style uh going forward and uh i'm very excited for his more serious film that comes out later uh the last last night in soho like yeah i'm super stoked for this and i just want to see him take on an action that is a i guess a more serious take because i feel like obviously he would be really good at it but i mean granted he's also getting older, right? This movie's almost 20 years old. And the fact that he's getting older and he's maturing a little bit more with uh, his movie-making skills and things like that, I'm sure he wants to see something different. I'm sure he wants to try something else different. And I feel like Baby Driver was, like, a test of that because Baby Driver got serious. Like, it started off really fun and wacky, but then it got very serious um, towards, like, gosh, maybe the second act of that movie. But, God, man, Edgar Wright, dude, fucking just big props to him because, Jesus Christ, he's he's a fucking genius. Oh, yeah. Damn. He's so good. But let's go ahead and jump into the Plisnot. Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright, released on September 24th of 2004. A runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. A budget of $6.1 million. I will say that again, folks. Holy shit. $6.1 million. That's this a lot movie of money. It's considered, well, it's actually considered it's, low budget. Yeah, for oh. sure. Yeah, like this is considered a low oh, budget movie. Uh, yeah, what am I thinking? 6.1. Yeah, yeah not 60. Never mind. I thought you said 61 million. <laughs> no. Even though you very clearly million. was like 6.1, I was like, <laughs> whoa, 61 million. <laughs> Yeah, no, this movie was low budget to the max. And a lot of it came from the fact that he like went to his friends and people who were like the coffee people who brought people stuff on the set. Like that was he was just like, do you want to be in this movie? Like that's (laughs) that's how he was able to save so much money and still at the same time have so many different people inside of this movie. Oh, for sure. God damn it. He's good. That's so a cool. box office of $30 million and a score of 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rightfully deserved. <laughs> uh, we open with our valiant protagonist, Sean, drinking at the Winchester with his girlfriend, Liz, talking about how much or how she would like to spend more time alone with him and not with him and his friend, Ed. Um, Ed is standing there playing a game while they talk about him. Every time Liz tells Sean that she would like to spend more time with him, Ed is loudly cursing at the game, initially telling what Sean's possible thoughts are towards her saying this. I love this. This is like the first moment we get to see how these cuts are going to work for this movie. And I think it's absolutely phenomenal and genius. Um, If you guys couldn't tell, we like this movie. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I like this movie. (laughs) Kind of like what you're saying. Uh, Sean? Oh, sorry, my bad. I was saying that um, this pretty much sets the stage of what his style is, like you were saying. And then they were kind of like talking about his friend, but his friend wasn't in the shot until she says that, pans over to him, shows that he's actually there. Then he starts talking about, like, oh, I don't talk bad about your friends. 
and then the parents to their friends saying like, "Oh, they're there too." Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> exactly, great it, it's so good. It also shows you what kind of like comedy approach it's going to take too. One hundred percent, and it, it's great too because like it was like a little slapsticky. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, it still really, really worked because of the way it was edited. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because like it's these, great. we've seen these jokes before. The only thing is, it was just like we haven't seen it edited like this, and that was just like holy shit! Like this is good. This is different. I like different. Uh, Sean starts talking with Liz about her friends David and Diane, who are also there while uh, explaining this to Liz. Uh, Ed comes over and asks if he can uh, get any of these cunts a drink. His words, not mine. They (laughs) all tell him no. And right before Sean and Liz are about to continue their conversation, David interrupts. He tells Sean that he knows friends are important, but that they should really come. They should really get more alone time. Diane chimes in and starts telling Sean some of the things that her and David do, um, and then asks if they have an anniversary coming up. David chimes in and says that it was last week, and Liz tells tells them very matter of factly uh, that they came to the Winchester pub. Ed throws a pack of nuts at Sean's face while Liz tells him uh, that she wants to go out more and wants him to do the same. She continues while he is eating some nuts and mentions that she doesn't want uh, wants to sound like his mom, even though she doesn't know what his mom even sounds like. Then their her friends chime in and they're like, "You haven't met her, his mother." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! David interrupts again and reiter- it reiterates the question of Liz not meeting Sean's mom. Then we get this great flurry of interruptions of asking Sean multiple questions of his mom and why Liz hasn't met her yet. Sean, trying his best to ignore the interruptions surrounding the table, tells Liz that he understands what she is saying and that he wants to get out of there and things will change. He tells her that he is going to take her to the place with all of the fish and then takes another sip from his beer. John, the owner of the Winchester, rings the bell and calls time on the drinks for the rest of the evening. Sean has a puzzled look on his face and then we fade to black. We cut to a montage, a title sequence of everyday working people doing very mundane tasks who already pretty much look like zombies. <laughs> I love this. It works so well. Jesus. Um, I was going to add to that really quickly. I love yeah. the, the continuous play on where you'd see normal people from the feet going up and it it seems like you're like, yep. oh, this is a zombie, right? We're going to be introduced to a zombie. And it's just a person. And it just shows like how, yeah. in behavior how zombie-like people could be. I just thought it was really funny and a yeah. nice touch. Yeah, I think it's a great touch. Um, and it, it probably plays really well with the times, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is like, gosh, we were about to hit a recession again and also other stuff. And, like, people are just kind of, like, moseying on by, you know? And that's what it felt. That's what this movie fe- felt like in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, by the way, all the, all these people that we see in the beginning of this title sequence, we see them again later. So, that's great. Uh, then we cut to Sean yawning like a moaning zombie and walking into the living room doorway. Ed is in his disgusting living room playing a game. As you guys know, I'm a very neat freak. <laughs> so this was gross for me. Uh, Sean sits down next to him and picks up a controller to play with him. And it's like, player two has entered the game. Ed tells him that he has work and player two has exited the game. <laughs> and he heads upstairs to get ready. We get the iconic right cuts with Sean using the bathroom, flushing the toilet, brushing his teeth, and closing the medicine cabinet with Pete. <laughs> 
standing right behind him. Pete, his other roommate, or his flatmate, I guess, since we're, we're British right now, <laughs> Pete tells him that the front door was left open again, yet another right cut into the kitchen. Pete tells John that he's not blaming him, but he's blaming Ed. And it, I love that scene where it's just like, I'm not blaming you. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm blaming Ed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, he tells him that he's tired of living with Ed because he doesn't pull his weight around the flat. Sean tries sticking up for Ed, but Pete shuts it back down. Pete goes on about a story of them all drinking all night long and playing Tekken 2, and Sean laughs and asks, when was that? And Pete tells him and drops his smile. It was five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much grow up. Grow up. And uh, he also asked, when is Ed going home? I was very intrigued that Ed, Ed didn't really have like any like family. I thought that was interesting, but whatever. Uh, probably out of budget. Uh, cut to Sean back in the living room behind Ed playing while playing video games. Um, Ed gets a phone call from one of his mates. Uh, when he p- hangs up the phone, Pete gets down to ask him to clean up the house a bit, take down the messages, throw the trash out, and so on and so on. But when Pete gets back up after he's done telling him, we actually see his back and Ed had put I am a prick taped on his back. Oh, my gosh. Classic. Dude, I love seeing that. Let's talk about the that. slapstick comedy. Me too. Straight up. like I'm such a huge fan It of was that. so slick because it's like you're... You just think he's going to be a big dope and that he's not even taking anything in. But straight up, he just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, and nope, it pings his character and it, in such a funny light and that it's going to be like continuous throughout the whole film. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 fun. It makes it fun. Um, especially when zombie with, with a zombie movie, right? Um, one of my favorite mm-hmm. things is for like comedy and horror to be blended together, I've realized, because it's just... I feel like it's hard to do and we haven't gotten to the point yet where the horror has seeped in, but I don't know. It just, yeah. it, it gives me those giggles. Yeah, yeah. that's good. No, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I love this type, type of stuff. And like I said, this is stuff that we've seen before. Like, this isn't new. This is just a new way of showing us. And it's so good. And I'm right there with you. Like, I actually am a huge fan of horror comedy, mainly because of the fact that it blends kind of these two misread genres and typically they just work so well together for some reason yeah love it i feel like the the match between the two uh genres as well it kind of creates a great movie as well because a comedy has to be scriptly funny and the script is actually really hilarious and then we actually see the horror aspect come back later on when the zombies attack but it has a really good yeah two genres to play with because it has to have a strong script and it has to show strong visuals. So I think this movie did a Absolutely. great job of that. And their friendship is really organic. It feels like it's a normal friendship that you've seen before, too, in real life. So it's relatable as well, which I love. Yeah, that's a really good point that it's just they're just buds, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and I love the fact that we stay with both Sean and Ed for so long because we could see how how good of a friendship they have. Um, but Sean asks him if he can do everything that Pete says for him instead, uh, because, uh, he asks like, are you going to do what he says? And he's like, oh, fuck no, I'm not doing anything. He says, and then Sean just changes it. And it's like, well, can you do it for me? <laughs> Sean gets up and is about to leave, but Ed apologizes. Sean accepts the apology, but Ed says it yet again because he actually farted. <laughs> and 
it was beefy. <laughs> Sean and Sean and Ed have a laugh, and Sean is leaving out of the room, but the phone starts to ring, and uh, Ed asks Sean to pick it up, and Sean th- throws it back at him. He's like, "You get it." Um, neither of one of them picks up the phone, but it is Liz calling, and she tells him to change the reservations from seven to eight instead because something has come up. And then she says, "Boy, boy, boy," three times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I realize. I that. absolutely love it. And we, we, my wife and I still do this to each other when we're on the phone, where we just get the three buys, and she'll always say certain things like, like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying. And she'll laugh, though, and I always use the same joke, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. Oh, that's cute. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, man, I love this movie. I quote it all the time. <laughs> Outside was Sean, and the little kid kicks a ball at him. No major reaction, except him saying, you're dead, which is a nice foreshadow to what we see later. Towards the kid, he continues uh, walking um, uh, He continues walking to the corner store. With this awesome one-shot following Sean, he says bye to Pete, gives some guy some change, almost gets hit by a car, trips on the curb, um, walks past a janitor listening to the news on the radio and finally makes it into the store. Um, and um, I even put here, this is such an awesome shot. You get all of the people who pretty much come into close counters with Sean and the gang later. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is, And this is that iconic shot where we see uh, Freddy, where Freddie was actually uh, complimenting of how these one shots actually work. And they look great. They look glorious, yes. like beautiful one continuous shot that just worked perfectly and with just minor things done to them. The great thing about it, too, is sorry, Freddie, go ahead. No, no, you go, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say the great thing about it, too, is that you it isn't so obvious that you realize it's just one continuous shot. Like you can watch it yeah. and not even realize it's happening. And that's how you know you have a really good one shot. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I was just saying that this just shows like the type of style he has too, because it's really we've seen one shots before. We see continuous shots. But mm-hmm. him having the character get interactive with so many different movable pieces and objects, we get to see that later with Baby Driver after he does his first heist. We have the one track and shot yeah. of the main character that goes with the music. He has like hidden messages on the back, actually like saying out the lyrics. This is his first time really doing it from what I saw from his material, but this became his iconic style later on as a director, which I really appreciate. Right. And we actually see it later on in the movie when shit hits the fan. But yeah, this is Edgar Wright for you. Seriously, this is Edgar Wright and like his complete fullest of prime. And it's it's something it's something to honestly gawk at. It's fantastic. I love it. Um But once in the shop, he grabs what he needs and comes to the counter calling for Nelson. He says a stack, he sees a stack of paper, um, talking about an epidemic going on, but Nelson slams his hand on the stack of papers, um, and is pretty much saying, hey, no beer today? Mm -hmm. Uh, we cut to Sean on the bus and he sees a lady pass out on the street. Cut to Sean in the store that he works at, giving a message to his coworkers. This is also yet another joke that I also say. Uh, but he, uh, he telling... He's telling all of his other his other coworkers that their boss, Mr. Solomon uh, Sloman, is off, and Ash uh, is feeling a bit under the weather. Um, and Sean is in charge, and someone cracks a joke saying, "Oh, because you're the oldest." Uh, but 
I love this little thing here because he always he says that that little line. There is no I in pie and team, but there is an I in pie, <laughs> or something like that. It's just like I meat pie, it. which is it. like an acronym for team because of meat team. It's like it's awful. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> so so bad, so bad. Uh, but uh, one of his coworkers got him off to, to joke um, uh, with a joke, a phone call, and then starts texting before he allows Sean to continue talking. And by the way, do you guys know who this person is? The guy who cut off Sean. No. Let's test your knowledge a little bit. No, I don't. At least I don't remember. I don't. I, I think. I, I think you don't know who it is, David, because you actually weren't here. But this is the main character in the ritual. Oh, oh that's cool. Callback. All yep. comes full circle. All comes full circle here over at Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. (laughs) Sean finishes his spiel and then starts talking with Noel that he doesn't want to uh, be there forever either. They uh, they get. uh, Oh, then we get that great joke uh, throughout the whole movie. You got red on you. (laughs) Sean is showing a couple of uh, a couple some TVs and scrolling through the channels and makes it to the news, which catches his attention. He is interrupted by Noel telling him that his dad is here, but Sean tells the customers that it's not his dad, but it's his stepdad, before heading over towards him. Philip tells Sean that he uh, he hopes he hoped that he hasn't forgotten um, that he is supposed to visit his mom uh, for his bi-monthly visit for, uh, with her. Sean tells him that he hasn't forgotten when he obviously had, but and Philip also tells him that he needs to get flowers, and Sean says that he was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> Not the cheap ones. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> Before leaving, he tells him that he w- he has red on him, and then he leaves. <laughs> uh, where While Philip is walking, you get a glimpse of army trucks driving past him. Noel comes up right behind Sean to tell him that there is no social gathering. And why can't you social gather with your dads, but we can't go social gather with our friends? Sean tells him that it is his stepdad and that it was an emergency. And Joel questions it by saying, an emergency like getting flowers for your mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Such good. a good so line. So fucking good. It is. It's so good. <laughs> Still in front of Noel. Oh, excuse me. The phone is ringing, and someone tells him that it is for Sean, and it's Liz on the other line. Still in front of Noel, Liz is asking Sean if he received the message that she left earlier. Barely receiving what she is saying, he is uh, giving her quick yips to all of her questions while making faces at Noel uh, to make it seem like this call will never end, I guess. Liz tells him goodbye, and uh, Sean is now at the flower shop, but he notices someone running in complete terror. The flower clerk interrupts him to ask who are the flowers for, and he tells him that it's for his mom. He chooses a card for her to accompany the flowers, but notices that there is someone in the park across the street trying to eat a pigeon. A bus blocks his view, and the man is now gone. Back on the bus, and people look a lot sicker this time. They, everyone just looks like they're just starting to like deteriorate. Die. Yeah. And it, it's so interesting. So, so interesting. Um... walking home and there's a horn blaring because someone is completely passed out on their steering wheel while looking at the sight in front of him he runs into his old fling Yvonne she 
she's asking him all these questions about trying to catch up, but there's so much noise going on in the background uh, that it's really hard for them to hear. And I love how they, they like literally have to yell at each other. It's great. Right. <laughs> I would have just ended the conversation, I thought. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? I guess yell. I don't know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep going. It's just yell. I, 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 yeah, just keep going. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yvonne asks about Liz, and John mentions that the, uh, that it is their three-year anniversary. She asks if they're going to do anything nice, and Sean remembers that he still needs to book reservations for them. Sean heads home and tries to book a reservation for a restaurant. And I don't know if you guys noticed the book. Uh, it, it happens really fast. But remember earlier in the movie where he says the place with the fish? Yeah, there's literally a place in the phone book named the place with the fish. No way! It's so uh, that's bizarre. Funny. Yeah, that's how like, funny. I I, I I never noticed that until this watching. Probably because I paused it a lot now. But <laughs> like it, 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 I saw it and I was like, "That's hilarious!" Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Oh Small my god, Easter eggs. So funny. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, while on the phone wait, I wonder if anyone else found that. But anyway, <laughs> while on the phone waiting, Ed tells him that he uh, he tidied up a bit, um, and Sean's just like, uh, it doesn't really look too tight with me. And he's like, well, I had a few beers after it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, at Love this it. point, I really Love started it. liking him as a character because it's just oh, like... Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, everyone's all uptight and just, I don't know, not any fun, but he's just... That's what kept me in the movie... It was just him and just how yeah. silly he is, I guess. Yeah, like a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's that lighthearted yeah. humor I that we him. all need. Yeah, it, I think that's what it yeah. is, especially like with things that have been going around. It was like, because I mean, like, let's be real, like uh, in the midst of COVID-19, watching a uh, a film where people slowly succumb to becoming zombies around us and we're not really aware of it and them creeping towards us. Um, yeah. could be a little in- anxiety inducing, but having his character there, Ed's character there, it just like made it all better. If that made sense, yeah. like he's just chilling, Absolutely. playing yeah. some fucking time splitters too. Like I was like, yep. I want to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, he and, and the thing I love about how Nick Frost uh, depicted Ed is just it was it was perfect. It was just like it, it kind of matched that trope of the stoner friend, right? But at the same time, like he was a legit mate, and he was there like through thick and thin, and he was always around. He wasn't just another person to be pawned off, and I love that stuff. Yeah, and I thought that was very clever to keep him as a main character, mm-hmm. and it just it worked very well. It worked very, it worked very very well. And it another thing that it works with as well is um, it works well with the title because we have Sean's name in the title but you also technically have Ed's name in the title too because it's dead you can't spell dead without Ed <laughs> so oh my like, god I, I wow. feel like that wrapped everything up in a bow for me where it's just like a set of it being Sean of the dead Sean and Ed and like I, I would have been completely fine with that title too but hey I, I just I just make podcasts <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ed tells him that uh, he got a phone call from his mom um, and then Liz called and then his mom called again to see if she was down to get eaten later. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> savage. Ed cracks a snarky joke involving Sean's mom, but the person but the person is back on the other line, so Sean kind of ignores it. Um, he, well, sort of. He's like, what? And then he goes back and he's like, hi, uh, 
Sean tries to get a table, but the man tells him that he just gave the last table away. He bites the phone out of frustration, and while chatting back to Ed on what he can do, Liz calls. She asks what the plan is, and Sean tells her that it's uh, that he didn't book the reservation because it's been a bit of a mix-up with the table. Liz asks what are they going to do, and he uh, hesitantly says, The Winchester? Liz hangs <laughs> up and heads over immediately, and, and he heads over immediately to her place. Once there, he buzzes the doorbell. Um, Diane and David both tell him through the intercom that he can't come in. Sean tells them to open the door, and David tells him that Liz doesn't want to see him right now. Sean tells him that he is going to climb up the wall and go through the window. He starts climbing up, and we get that fantastic shot of them being inside, seeing Diane and David's reaction of him climbing. And he doesn't quite make it, so he goes back down, and we hear him ringing the buzzer again. (laughs) So good. Now inside... It's so, so good. So fucking good. Now inside, Liz and Sean are having an argument about his actions and and how he is constantly doing things like this. Liz tells him that he promised to give up smoking, go to the gym, drink red wine instead of beer, and travel. (laughs) Sean cuts her off and tells her that they both went to Greece, and she rebuttals at yelling, saying they met in Greece. And then David chimes in, uh, at a rave. And I I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him so much. Oh, my gosh. And I even have the notes somewhere in here where, like, I say that I hate him again. And I was <laughs> I like, don't blame you. I was like, fuck Dave. I was like, fuck David. And I was like, but not our David. Our David's an angel. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Glad someone thinks so. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. Sean grabs the pack of cigarettes and throws them out of his pocket and asks what's the next thing. But it is not enough for her, and she walks past him. David comes up behind Sean uh, to tell him that uh, his nine lives are up. But Sean, with anger, tells him to get fucked and go after <laughs> her. And he should go after her since he loves her so much. Then he walks away. And... I love this part mainly because like David's just like he looks at Diane and he's like I don't know I don't know what he means by that and like Diane kind of looks down on the ground and she's just like mm, no you totally have a crush on Liz like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, fun fact about Diane actually Diane is uh, the aunt in um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina oh yeah I still need to that's watch that okay extra nod. I didn't recognize her. Yep, that's the aunt. She's, uh, I think she's Aunt Zelda. Yeah, she is. Uh, it's pretty. It, it, it's it's great when it comes all back like full circle. I love when they like get extra work again, and you're just like, oh man, I haven't seen them in years. Uh, Sean yeah, goes into Liz's vibes. room. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Sean goes into Liz's room and hands her the flowers, uh, forgetting that he got them for his mom and not her. He tries to come up with an excuse for them, but it doesn't work. Liz hands back, hands him back the flowers. And I don't, know, I don't even know if you can notice, but she kind of breaks character, where she starts kind of smirking at the thought of it. Really? So it's, huh. it's, yeah, she kind of smirks. Uh, you're, you're, you're mainly paying attention to Sean, but she's kind of smirking at the thought of it. Um, I wonder if that was like, I wonder if that was like was kind of like an improv thing, right? Probably, and she just didn't know. Like, I, I think she legitimately probably thought the flowers were for her, or something. Um, uh, Sean is back outside, walking to the Winchester in the rain. While walking, he oh, excuse me. 
She uh, gave him back the flowers, but then she breaks up with him. Uh, Sean is back outside walking to the Winchester in the rain. While walking, he sees a couple, quote unquote, making out uh, in front <laughs> of the Winchester. Now inside with Ed. Um, and he is trying to cheer him up with his monkey impression. It was uh, it was a sight. Sean has a blank look on his face and has uh, and he is not impressed with it at all. Then a song that reminds Sean of Liz comes on and Ed gets pissed and asks who put the song on and Sean cries and tells him that it's on random. <laughs> Ed tells John to cut it off. Then we get another right cut to Sean and Ed having a conversation on what Liz said. Ed tells him that the people in here aren't sad but historic, starting with snake hips. He is always surrounded by women, uh, and he strangled his first wife and invented the mobile disco. Sean uh, has a laugh at it, and then he goes over and asks, like, what about the lady behind him? And he said, oh, she's an ex-porn star who starred in the first interracial porn scene ever. Oh my god! <laughs> so wild. I, the whole so, time I was like, so "Shit, stupid. is this all true?" No, no, <laughs> no. He's just trying to. He's just trying to make him fucking laugh. I would have believed. They, they laugh about it. Yeah, I would have too. Probably. They have a laugh about it, and Sean asks about John, and he tells him he's like, "Oh, North London Mafia." Sean scoffs at his bullshit, and Ed tells him that Big Al told him. Ed uh, <laughs> goes over the checklist. <laughs> Ed goes over the checklist, John being crafty with a knife, trophy wife named Betty, um, and he is connected, which is why he has a gun over the bar. Sean cuts him off and tells him, no, it's a gun over the bar because the bar is called the Winchester. That's That make, makes sense. <laughs> um, Ed agrees with Sean, and uh, then they have yet another laugh. Ed tells him that it that he doesn't need Liz. He's having a good time without her, and tells Sean... Um, that he is going to tell, he's not going to tell him any cliches, um, but he kind of makes a little scoff and he says, but it's not the end of the world. And then we get a slam on the window of a person groaning. I want to talk about this for a second. Sure. Yeah. Now this is, once again, we get the beautiful Edgar Wright genius edit right here, because this is still the one shot, but that line that he says, like he kind of goes over it, like, like you know, I'm not going to feel you tell you that there's more fish out in the sea and all this and that, but like the way Ed did it, you can really see, like, like okay, like he really gives a shit about Sean, like he actually cares about him, yeah, and for sure, uh, it yeah, and you 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 really like in the beginning. Like, yeah, we like him, but in the beginning, it doesn't seem like he gives a shit about John. Really? Because like, I, it seems like he's. I honestly think dead. when he was like, when he farted, he was like, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. Like, I feel like that's yeah. genuine, like, love right there. I mean, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> like, they have a thing the over that heart. <laughs> like, right. That, yeah. That's <laughs> our thing. You know, we're, we're like that. I'll stop when you but stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, like, it still made it seem like that he only gives a shit about himself. Oh, yeah. He's Uh, definitely selfish. Right. But, like, when he actually went over this thing with Sean, like, he genuinely was trying to make Sean happy. And 
he he did it in his way. His way wasn't the right way, but he did it in his way. And um, that's where you really realize, like, holy shit, like, they actually have a really good friendship. Um, but no, I, I fucking, I, I, obviously, I love most of the scenes in this movie, but this scene especially just really, really just was like, like, man, I have friends like that or had friends like that. And uh, I thought I, that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Uh John yells that they are closed. Ed and Sean chuckle at the moaning person, and Ed calls them calls them a pisshead. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to our duo outside singing and mumbling some tunes. While singing, they notice a couple once again and crack a joke at the two. But then when they turn around, we notice that the woman is actually eating someone's neck, and their neck is halfway severed. Oof. I'm that's into it. That's kind of like noticing it. That's like legit scary. Like that's oh, legit yeah. scary. I mean, that's scene. so scary. But a clever reveal. Like, that one made me... Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. It, it's a great reveal. And I remember watching this movie. I watched this movie actually at a young age. Like, I watched this movie pretty much in middle school. Uh, yeah, 2004, right? I was in middle school? That yep. sounds about right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but um, I remember watching this in middle school, and I remember one of my friends, like, uh, his name was Kevin, and we watched it together. And... Like, we both, like, would just quote it all the time. And, like, this scene in particular scared the fucking shit out of us. <laughs> where it was just like, oh, shit. Like, what are we watching? This is crazy. But whatever. <laughs> I kept watching it. <laughs> the two play around with uh, with this a bit but continue their... Um, but continue their beatboxing of the song and the moaning man chiming in with the moans of the pause portions of the beat. But I never had to damn but then. <laughs> so good back home ed and sean are playing some electro really loud and having a good fucking time but pete bursts into the room takes the record and throws it out of the window then proceeds to yell at the two about having to get up at for, uh, for work in the morning sean calms him down but ed calls him a prick and pete is not happy about that <laughs> pete starts yelling at ed and then sean um start uh for sticking up for ed he tells ed i tell sean that ed holds him back excuse me and uh, assumes that liz was the one who did the dumping Ooh. That's he cool, tells man. Sean to. No, nah, no, seriously, man. I, I, I felt really bad for Sean. Yeah. A majority of this movie. So <laughs> Pete tells Sean to sort his fucking life out, and Ed notices that his hand is wrapped up in a bandage and asks him about it. Pete tells him uh, that he was mugged on the way home, and Ed hysterically questions him about it. He was like, "Who mugs you?" He's like. Like I don't know, some crackhead or something. Why'd they bite you? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't stop to fucking ask him. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Pete walks off and complains about the door uh, being open once again. Ed mumbles about Pete getting the music wrong, uh, and says that the next time he sees him, he's dead. Yet another clever act of foreshadowing. Yep. Sean is headed into the kitchen and checks the messages on the answering machine, then writes something on the fridge before passing out from drunken exhaustion. Liz and Sean's mom, Barbara, left him messages, and you uh, get all of this background noise of cop cars in the background. Morning time, and Sean wakes up in the kitchen and notices his note that he wrote last night. Quote, go round mums, get Liz back, sort life out. End quote. Sean goes into the living room and asks Ed if he wants anything from the shop. Ed says that he wants Cornetto. 
which is the ice cream, which is how we get the name the Cornetto Trilogy. Shaun of the oh, Dead, no Hot Fuzz, and uh, The World's End. Yeah, did you not know this is where it's from? No. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, Corn- there's a Cornetto joke in every movie. Nice. So in each one of those movies, there's a Cornetto joke. Um, so this one was, he said, get, I, want a, I want a Cornetto. Hot Fuzz was, someone was, uh, I, I think it was like a rapper or something. No, no, no. Someone was eating ice cream, and it was Cornetto ice cream. And in the world's end, it was like a rapper or something that was on a window display. Interesting. Yeah. Sean starts walking to the store and it is much more ominous. One person is, one person is limping down the street towards Sean. Sean still trips over the step as before and someone runs past him. In the shop, Sean is grabbing a Coke, but bloody handprints are on the fridge and he doesn't notice it. Slipping towards the counter, he calls for Nelson to ask if he has any papers, but initially throws some quid on the counter and says, I owe you about 40 quid um, and starts walking out. In the background, you can see Nelson slowly walking towards him. And this is where, yet again, gets pretty fucking creepy. Sean leaves out of the store, and he is still obvious, uh, oblivious on what is going on around him. And uh, this is something that both Freddie and I pointed out in uh, our uh, Christmas episodes. But uh, for Anna and the Apocalypse, when she's kind of singing and she's really oblivious to what's going on... Um, and it's great. Like so this is this is I'm sure this is where they got that that whole concept from of it just being completely just off the whim and like oblivious to the world surrounding them. Yeah. Um but we're not oblivious. Zombies are fucking everywhere. He tells the he he's walking still back to his house. He tells the limping and moaning zombie that he doesn't have any change. Then heads inside uh, to sit on the couch to watch TV. You get this awesome moment of Sean flipping through channels, initially telling him what's going on in London at the moment. And I love this. This is perfect. Like this is once again that genius cutting that we don't get to see. It's so good. God damn it. Uh, Sean gets to the uh, gets to a channel that catches his attention and goes back to listening a bit deeper. Ed is behind a curtain looking out of the window and tells Sean that there's a girl in the garden. It's <laughs> all nonchalant. Sean goes to look out the window to see the girl. They head outside to try to get the woman's attention. Sean calls out, uh, calls out to her repeatedly, but no answer until Ed throws a rock at her. <laughs> Okay. So funny. She turns around to look at them very slowly, and they think that she's drunk. And they're like, "Oh my god, she's fucking plastered!" <laughs> and so, and so honestly, good. like, wouldn't you think so that good. too? Like straight up, probably. Yeah, I Low think key, it was so funny because I wasn't. Face. I wasn't expecting it yeah, because wrong. I thought they were gonna really freak out in that moment, and then they were like, "Oh my gosh, she's drunk!" And like, oh, of course they would think that, but of course that's like. The logical thing to think of. You're not really in in reality. You're not going to be like, oh my god, they're a fucking zombie. You know, it's like, oh yeah, they're just <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
uh, Zombie Mary starts heading closer and closer towards Sean, and Ed even makes fun of him, saying that I think she likes you and <laughs> wants to cuddle. Sean tries to tell her that he's just come out of a committed relationship, still oblivious to what's going on. And uh, then they both fall to the ground while she is moaning and hissing at him. Ed goes back inside the house to grab something and leaves Sean on the ground uh, with this writhing woman. Sean notices that there is something actually really wrong with her at this point in time and um, notices her eyes. Ed comes back and takes a picture of them both, and Sean, like, moves her face towards the camera so they can get a picture. So good. (laughs) And Sean calls for Ed to get her off of him. Uh, He grabs her, and she is trying to bite him, and and he comments on her eyes before pushing uh, her off of him. She comes back at Sean, and he announces a few warnings before pushing her very hard. Zombie Mary accidentally falls on a pole on the ground, and it goes right through her stomach slash chest. <laughs> this is gross. I, I fucking yeah, freaked because I was it looks like, so good though. I was like, it does look really good. Um, you know what's funny? So we'll see that like she has a hole in her body. I'm always like, damn, how did they do that? Like, how does it look so right. legit? Um, yeah. But I was dying to see their reaction because, like, straight up, like. Imagine that. Imagine you push someone and they accidentally get impaled. Like, holy fuck. Seriously. Like, that's that's like even like if you watch like, I don't know, those fucking fight videos or whatever. Uh, and someone like breaks an arm. Then everyone's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Let's stop fighting. You need help. Help. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like it's not crazy supposed to how, bend like, that way. It just flips. <laughs> Yeah, or, seriously. Or the latter, uh, you have a, some silence. Everyone's like, oh, fuck. And then right. everyone starts cheering like, yeah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fucking Aquaman moment. <laughs> she pulls, oh she pulls herself off the pole while the, while the duo is watching. Ed is getting ready to take another picture of her, but Sean smacks the camera out of his hand. Uh, Ed mentions that he thinks they should go back inside, and right when they're about to turn around, there's this big motherfucker missing a piece of his mouth walking towards them. This dude is scary. Oh, hell yeah. Um, dude, he like he looks like a zombie from fucking Resident Evil. Right. Yeah. Like, he looks scary. He's definitely like a, like, Jesus. a big boy. Like a Left 4 Dead uh, zombie. And it's also another great cut yeah. here, too, when he cuts to like them in the house. They don't show the characters for a while, thinking so like, oh, did something happen to him? And then they're like, completely fine like mm-hmm. nothing happened safe inside yeah Such a i good love cut. that i love that they're back inside the house and sean is trying to call for help uh while trying to get a hold of someone he asks ed if the zombies are still out there ed pulls the curtain back and they are clinched on the glass moaning he lets the curtain uh he lets go of the curtain to tell sean yeah they're still there <laughs> Love it. Uh, I love actually the sound design on this part where like you don't hear them until the curtains are drawn back. And then when the curtains are put back or when the curtains are let go, the sound just kind of muffles and goes away. (laughs) I love that. Great sound design. It's really good. Ed asks, what should they do? And Sean suggests um, that they sit down. All right. They sit, uh, they start watching the news, and while watching the TV, there's a zombie that opens the door and comes inside. Sean and Ed scream and get off the couch to start throwing shit at him. Ed picks up an ashtray and smashes it on the dude's head. And this is, it was just, it was great. Um, Also, I would like to also add that 
Ed was not the one leaving the door open. It was Sean, because Sean left the fucking door open when he came back from the store. That's but whatever. so funny. Oh, my God. Yep. So I'm just saying, <laughs> have respect for my boy. Sean goes to shut the door and lock it. They hear the other two outside and wants to go out there to take care uh, to take care of the other two. Uh, now that they realize, like, oh shit, we can kill them. Uh, but Sean suggests that they should stay inside because it will be uh, much safer. Once he says this, the zombies break through the window, and we get a cut to the newscaster on the TV saying that you can kill them by destroying the brain or removing the head. Sean and Ed start grabbing some weapons that they can throw at uh, at these two zombies. Um, little damage is done. Um, little damage is being done to them, and they are all out of stuff to throw. Ed finds the record on the ground and throws it and throws it at the big dude and breaks and it breaks on his face. Once they realize the effect, they grab some more albums. And I love that the zombies are still barely kind of coming. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sean is telling Ed that they need to think these through before they start throwing. Ed ignores it and throws the first album he grabs and Sean tells him, uh, uh, and Sean tells him yet again, and he asks him, like, what album was that? And he's like, oh, I think it was Blue Monday. And he's like, that was the first press. He was like, oh, for fucking sake. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, that's a great song, though. Uh, they start going over what can be thrown and what cannot. They miss a few and hit a couple. The frustration builds up in Sean, and he heads to the shed to break down the door and grab some actual tools. Uh, Sean grabs a cricket bat, and Ed uh, grabs uh, and Ed has a shovel. Once they have their weapons, they start going uh, going to town, but not before they switch zombie sides. <laughs> Ed takes the big dude. Sean takes the woman. Uh, uh, once done, they are back on the couch drinking coffee and eating Cornetto ice cream. The newscaster uh, says they should isolate anyone who has been bitten, um, and they realize that, that Pete was bitten last night. But before that, Ed says, you got red on you. <laughs> Sean and Ed are at the bottom of the stairs calling out to Pete, but no answer. We get that fun little, uh, Pete. Pete. <laughs> Oi, prick! (laughs) Yeah, he's not here. He's not in. (laughs) Ed tries by calling him a prick, and when they realize that he doesn't answer or get angry from that, they assume that he wasn't there. Ed Ed asks Sean um, if he has a cigarette. Sean tells him that I gave it up, and he's like, since when? And he's like, oh, since yesterday, because of Liz. He's like, He says something else that I'm not going to say. But (laughs) uh, we cut to them in the kitchen getting ready to leave. And Sean tries to ring up Liz, but her call isn't going through. The phone rings and it's Barbara, his mom. Sean asks if she's okay, and she tells him that uh, there were a group of men who were trying to get into the house, uh, and one of them bit Philip. And Ed comes up, he's like, is she okay? And he was like, yeah, one of them bit Philip." And um, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> they do not give a shit. Uh, Sean asks uh, ask her it, what, is her, what is his status, and she tells him that he's fine. He just seems a bit under the weather. Uh, they agree that they are going to go over there to pick up Sean's mom. Cut to Ed on the couch asking Sean what the plan is. They go over the plan with several different scenarios that all end up with them drinking something. There's tea, beer, or I forgot what the other one was, but whatever. They were all drinking something. 
until all of this blows over. They eventually end up choosing the Winchester as their uh, destination to hold things over. Um, and uh, I put here, I love that they go through all the different scenarios. Pretty much my favorite part of this yeah. movie. I love that. It's very clever. And there's just like, yeah, it's like the long version and then it drastically gets shorter and shorter and shorter. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Sean looks out at the mailbox to see if there's uh, to see if they can see Pete's car. Ed asks if there are any zombies out there, and Sean te- uh, closes the lid to the mailbox and tells him to not call them that because it's ridiculous. And um, he looks out. He looks out and uh, first doesn't notice any, but looks over to the right and oh, there they are, <laughs> getting pumped up to go. Sean needs to take a wee. <laughs> And and oh, the, the British the, the British English language is great. I'll admit that. <laughs> great right language. Now. And Ed asks if he can drive. Um, he throws the keys to Ed and goes up to the, to use the bathroom. Sean is looking in the mirror, tidying up tidying up a bit. Um, and takes his damn tag off and notices Pete behind the shower curtain. He goes over to the shower curtain to check on him, and he has fully transitioned into a zombie. Sean closes the curtain and starts heading um, towards the door. Pete is stumping along towards him, but Sean gets out of there. Back downstairs, Sean and Ed uh, run run to the car while all these zombies are surrounding the car. Ed dips out, uh, uh, dips out of there, and things are fucking bonkers. They're listening to the news anchors uh, talk about the dead rising up, and Ed stops it and puts uh, some music on to change the mood. Uh, Sean tells him to turn it off. And then they hit someone while driving. <laughs> now, here's the thing that I want to ask you guys. Yeah. Do you think this guy was already a zombie? I or think so. do you think he was alive and they killed him and then he turned into a zombie? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. When I they know. hit him, I straight up was like, oh, it's all good. He was a zombie. Just fucking go. But I didn't even think about that. Yep. I think it was actually a person. Oh, really? damn. Because oh, that's dark. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I dark think he wasn't actually a person, mainly because of the fact that he didn't really have bite marks, and they also showed across from there. People are rising from their literal graves. So he <laughs> did not need to be bitten. So I think they killed that guy. Oh shit! <laughs> fuck. That's so sad. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. They stop the car to make sure. Uh, they stop the car, then go back to make sure that he's all right, and, and then he's. Uh, kind of gets up and changes into a full-blown zombie at that point. And Sean's like, oh, thank God for that. They pull up to Barbara's house. And that's what that that's another thing that makes me think he was alive. Because Sean said it that way. Uh, Sean asks if he's all right. Or excuse me. They pull up to Barbara's house and Ed is admiring Philip's Jaguar in the front of the house. Ed suggests that he uh, should stay in the car and wait uh, while Sean goes inside the house. If anything goes wrong, he gives him three hunks. Inside the house, Sean is checking in with his mom and asks, where is Philip? She tells him that he is in the living room and that he that he won't want to leave because he is waiting for the doctor. Sean tells Barbara that he doesn't think the doctor is going to uh, going to come and that he will deal with Philip while she puts on some tea. Uh, he heads into the room where Philip is and notices that he is looking at the TV. Or he's actually asleep, right? Or has his eyes closed, I guess. He brings his weapon up and apologizes to Philip, and he wakes up and asks, what is he apologizing for? He's like, uh, what for? Hmm. He's actually kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. He's he's kind of a scary fellow. And it might be because he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's Davy Jones. Is he really? He's 
Yeah, he's Davy Jones. Yeah, he's the octopus dude. Oh, damn. In Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Somebody's a fan. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, uh, where am I? Uh... Barbara comes back into the room, and they all have this cute family bickering about not calling the doctor. Uh, Sean even suggests that Philip should stay there and wait for the doctor while he um, takes his mom instead. Um, Sean is getting impatient and uses the whistling kettle as an excuse to speak to Barbara alone for a bit to try to convince her to leave without Philip. This is kind of fucked up, but... Like I, I'm trying to think, like right. what is it that Philip has done to Sean to make him not like him? And maybe it's just the fact that, like, oh, I'm I, my, I had my dad until I was twelve. We don't know what happened to his dad. Correct. Um, and then all of a sudden, this new guy kind of comes in and kind of just fucks around with my mom. But my mom really loves this dude. Like, how how do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? I know it's. I know David and I are, are in very interesting, like, I guess, predicaments because our parents don't live with our fathers or are still married to our fathers or anything. But, like, I, I guess, Freddie, this is a question for you. How do you, how would you feel if your dad was no longer in the picture and your mom was dating someone else? Well, it's kind of weird because uh, I do have, like, a stepsister. My dad was divorced way back when, and I don't know who, like, that her mm-hmm. wife was before my mom, which is interesting. But I feel mm-hmm. like in the movie like this, it's kind of like not going towards the trope. It's like you have to hate your stepfather because it's someone that like replayed someone. But it's kind of one of those like empty backstories where it just makes you think about it. And I think that's what Edgar Wright is doing. He doesn't want to give the audience the full information just so they can speculate. It's like he seems like a nice guy, but yeah. there's something about it. I feel like it's meant to be open-ended right. to have like literally this that's discussion fair. right here. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no that 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 makes a lot of sense. <laughs> kind of like what you were yeah, saying. No, like I, I didn't. He looks threatening as hell too. It's like yeah, there's something about him. That's true. Yeah, there's something about him. He looks fucking. I don't know. Like tells of the Crips vibe <laughs> and the whole shit. But also another thing, <laughs> another thing that I would also like. I was also thinking about in this scene. I was thinking like, why wouldn't he just try to tell them the truth? The shit's on the news. Yeah, for real. So that's like, what I was thinking why not too. Just why not just tell them the truth and be like, there's fucking zombies outside and they're eating people. We need to get the fuck out of here. Yep. I or mean, when, going back to your question, Prince, I I feel like he was just depicted as a dick, to be honest. It's like, yeah, like yeah. He, this just seems like he's a really strict dad, not very loving. Um, but his his mom sees it completely different she's totally smitten and in love with him and um yeah it's, it's, it's a little fucked that uh he was trying to convince her to like bounce without him um uh, since they were together for yeah. so long but i think it's yeah. more fucked up that he was like he was like what if i told you when i was a boy he touched me yeah then he touched him <laughs> and his oh mom was like what the fuck are you saying right now <laughs> yeah like oh. he immediately apologized. She was not having that yeah. shit. Which she, is hella funny. She was not I think it's so shit. funny because I wasn't expecting her to react that way. I thought she was going to be like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what happened? What did he do to you? But she straight up was like, don't bullshit me. What the fuck do you think you're saying right now? I was like, oh yep. shit. I was Seriously. not expecting that. How do you yeah, know he's not, not telling the truth? She was not having that shit. She was not having it. Not having it at all. 
Um, and another thing that I guess that also makes this fucked up is that he knows that he's going to die in turn. So it's yeah. just like, well, shit, like you, you're just like trying, obviously you're trying to save your mom. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, well, this is, this would be a perfect opportunity to tell them the truth. True. That exactly. There's this disease turning people to flesh eating zombies and you got bit and that's how you get the disease. So... You got to stay here. Like, <laughs> uh, while they're arguing, Philip comes into the room and tells John that he needs to be a man. And that um, and that was enough to send them all off together because now they're outside. Ed greets Barbara. He's like, hi, Barbara. And she's like, oh, Edward, you've gotten big. And he's like, oh, sure have. <laughs> Ed asks John, "Why are they ringing Philip?" Uh, Sean tells him that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't that, or it wasn't that easy. And Philip asks if they should follow them. Ed crashed the car into the pole uh, because Sean's just like, "Oh no, just come with us." And Ed actually crashed the car into the pole and suggests to take the jack. Dude, that was so Zombies funny. come out of nowhere and bites a chunk out of Philip's neck. Sean runs over to get the zombies off of him, and he acts and he asks for the keys uh, from Philip, and he hesitantly gives the, Sean the keys. Sean throws the keys to Ed and tells him to, uh, to get his mom in the car, and they all get into the car, and Ed is uh, in the driver's seat, um, and he's driving fast as shit, fast as shit, while yeah. blasting some loud ass music. <laughs> so funny. They make it to Liz's flat. Sean tries to get out of the car, but the child locks are on, and he's like. Really? Child locks are still on? <laughs> Safety first, Sean. So he goes um, He goes out of the roof of the car and starts working his way to the doorbell of Liz, smacks a few zombies out on the way, and presses the buzzer, but there are still some dead, dead homies behind him, so instead, we cut to Diane and David listening to the ruckus going on outside. Diane hangs up the phone, and uh, you start hearing Sean grunting outside the window of the flat. They all stare at the window, and it is Sean coming to get them. Liz opens the opens the window to let Sean in and he tells them that he has uh, that he has come th- uh, come there to take take them somewhere safe. David tells them that they were perfectly safe before he got here, which honestly is probably true. Facts. <laughs> and I even put here and this is the part where I, where I say the things I was like this is probably true, but fuck David. We don't <laughs> care about him, but not our David. We don't care our about David's what he an says. angel. <laughs> 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 Sean tells him that he doesn't care what the TV says. They need to get somewhere safe. Liz is about to fight uh, fight him on it, but he interrupts her by telling her that it, that it is not about them. It's about survival. Diane says that, uh, they are with him, and David and Liz, both confused, are um, by the, her acceptance to Sean's little speech. Uh, David says that he doesn't want to go unless Liz is going, and she decides to go... Uh, and she decides to go, but wants to know what the plan is. Sean tells them that they are going to the Winchester. They make it downstairs, and Sean is a complete badass, smacking these zombies around like nothing. Ed pulls around with the car and says the, the distasteful joke Then, uh, when greeting everybody. Um, and by distasteful, you guys know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it does, it like, it never played well even when i was yeah. a kid i was just like mm. it's like yeah. eh. should have left that one out it's like you got you got one black person in this movie and he's immediately a zombie so should have left that one out but whatever 
Sean gives a little rundown to, uh, to everyone and introduces his mom and Liz to each other while they sit on each other's lap. Ed is driving fast as shit yet again, and Philip is trying to get Sean's attention. Sean thinks that he knows what Philip is going to say, and he tells Ed to be careful. He asks Ed why is he taking this route, and he tells Sean that it is a shortcut to the Winchester. Philip go- uh, calls out to Sean yet again, and Sean tells Liz to turn the music off. All of the young bunch in the car start arguing as to why they are going to the Winchester. Uh, Sean tells them that it is because it is safer there. It has heavy doors, deadbolts, a rifle, and all that kind of shit. Uh, Philip whispers in Sean's ear to tell to tell him that uh, it is not it is not easy being a father, and starts telling him some super touching shit about loving him all along and wanting him to just be strong. Then he dies. And this is when you realize that uh, he has so much range when he starts to cry, Sean, because it's just like, wow. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere and it's believable. Uh, Sean crying tells Ed to pull the car over. Ed continues driving and hits yet another zombie. Sean yells for him to pull the car over, and then Ed does uh, this dramatic swerving of the car to pull it over. Um, Ed tells him to relax um, and that everyone is all right, and Sean tells him that everyone is not all right. And Barbara asks what has happened, and Sean tells her that Philip has died, but he actually has changed into a zombie. And she's like, no, he hasn't. (laughs) He's a fucking zombie instead. Everyone is trying to get out of the car, but the child locks are still on, and Liz opens the door for him. Barbara is trying to get over um, over the seat and turns the blasting music on yet again. This scene's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just so much going on. Um Barbara is trying to get over the seat. Oh, excuse me. Outside of the car, Barbara is arguing that they need to get Philip out of the car. And Sean stops her uh, to tell her that he is not there anymore. Zombie Philip turns off the blaring music that was <laughs> while they're so having funny. this conversation. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And, and, and it also, like, it also is another foreshadowing piece. Like, I think this is actually really important because, um, even though, like, he says the thing to his mom, he's not here anymore, he still has a little piece of his personality left. Um, and we see that a lot towards the at the end of the movie, right? Where it's just yeah. like, oh, they're using them as, I mean, fuck to say, but as pets or uh, to do mundane tasks um, that typical people don't like to do. Um, so it's it, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. Um Everyone is now wondering what to do next, so they start walking in a bit of a line. We got Sean, Liz, David, Diane, Barbara, and Ed. David asking Sean if he knows where he's going, and Liz sticks up for him and says that he, of course he knows where he's going, and then she comes up to him behind his ear and says, well, do you know where you're going? Sean tells her that he knows where he's going, um, and then they see snake hips being eaten by zombies, so they know that they're close. Still walking, and Sean runs into Yvonne and her posse. Uh, I love this part so much. This part is they great. They go through a quick... This part's so great. They go through a quick introduction, um, and they all are pretty much the same fucking person. It's so good. So, so, so good. Um, it's funny, too, because... Uh, Someone asked him, and this was back at that uh, triple bill that I was at in San Francisco with uh, Edgar Wright. Um, but someone also asked him, it was just like, for this particular scene, like, why did you choose to initially make this movie a comedy? 
and he said that um, they actually had two things in mind, a comedy and also the serious side. Well, Yvonne's story is the serious side. And I, I thought that was super fascinating because, like, yeah, she's the one who actually was trying to get the army and all this other stuff and the reserves and, and all this shit. Um, I fucking and, love hearing like, that. Like, her story. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. How cool is that? Yeah. Like, it's the fact that, like, he thought of that, too, and, like, was just like, we technically have two movies going on here. You're just watching one of them. (laughs) And it's funny because he even makes a slide. He even made the slide joke where it's just like the serious movie was 28 days later. (laughs) He was like, that was my other story, (laughs) which initially it was. Yeah, it's legit. the, the, The proper story of these group of people. Not as many, obviously. Yeah. But these group of people going to the army trying to get more help. It it's fucking twenty eight days later on Yvonne's side, hopefully minus them trying to rape her and all this other yeah. stuff. But Crazy still, shit. it's the same story. Um, Sean tells her that they are going to the Winchester, and Yvonne's just like the pub, and he's like, yeah, and she's like, well, uh, good luck. <laughs> They're. <laughs> they pass. They're passing their uh, their other selves and greeting each other while they do this. It's it's so it's so good, so fucking good. Um, excuse me. Sean bursts into a uh, bursts through a backyard fence and says that the Winchester is over those fences. He tries to jump over a fence, but it falls down. <laughs> Yet another joke that's also in Hot Fuzz, um, and it's actually actually. It's in all three. It's in all three of them where first one, it falls down. The second one, he trips over it. And the third one, he just clears it like no problem. <laughs> Interesting. He tries to jump over the fence, but it falls down. Barbara realizes that her friend, she thinks that her friends live around here and stops. The crew don't realize that Barbara isn't with them until she screams from the other side of the fence. Sean jumps over the fence um, by using a fucking trampoline okay uh liz calls for sean and um asks if she if he is all right he falls through the fence by uh this big ass zombie liz smacks the zombie with a chair uh to get him off of sean diane throws a pole to sean to use as a weapon um sean hits him in the head with a foam ball and and that didn't work out quite well so instead they're like no stab him uh, he stabs him in the gut with a pole and he gets him attached to a tree and it worked well enough <laughs> he oh, didn't yeah. die right but such I a mean, great scene you know he was chilling it was great it was great love how he was Sean like just swinging him, it swinging that ball around and just yeah bump. seriously yeah he's just like and he's super confident too like swinging the fucking ball around and then it just bonks him he on the head fucking like looks at him he's like, like oh. it's not working it's like no stab him yeah that was so fucking stupid, but so good. Uh, Sean tells the other two men that they could step in at any time, and Ed is just like, well, I mean, you did all right. <laughs> and uh, David was just like, oh, I didn't want to cramp your style. Um, <laughs> Barbara comes back around, and Sean goes up uh, goes up a slide to see if the coast is clear. He comes back down and tells them that uh, it isn't clear and uh, that there's lots of zombies over there. We get a glimpse of how many there actually are, and yeah, he's right. It's lots. David, being a dickhead, starts wondering if Sean has another scheme up his sleeves to get them out of this one. Sean is thinking about what to do, and the zombie that he stuck to the tree with the pole um, and realizes uh, that they can just act like them 
um, and possibly get by. But it's not just him. Also, Diane knows because she used to also be a, uh, a performer. Cut to Diane going over how to be a zombie. Look how they move. Look how he acts. She goes over how... Um, she goes over this with everyone. Sean and Ed um, have a little back and forth on who has the best zombie impression. And, uh, like, <laughs> I love Ed's where he's like, oh, oh, yeah. and then you got Sean's actually really good impression where he's like, <laughs> so, I love how Ed's like, well, okay, yeah, you have a good one. Like, he's hella, like, a reluctant yeah, yeah, to admit it, but he's, he's, like, like, he's like, yeah, like, no, it's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, uh, and Sean was definitely the winner. Diane is getting ready for another countdown for them all to try, and we get another cut to them walking in the street towards the pub during their impressions. They make it to the door, and it is locked. Um, one thing that I do want to mention really quick about uh, Barbara's impression. Hers was just like a, oh, <laughs> where it was just super weird, but... Um, and it seemed like it was not fitting at all, but at the same time, like when she actually transitioned into a real zombie, she did that exact same moan. Really? Yeah. So I was like, "Oh shit, that was interesting." Yeah, she does that oh moan. Huh. All right. Guess that's just how she dies. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean starts calling for John and his wife, and no answer. Um, he is making a lot of commotion and David tells him to just break down the window so they can go inside. Ed gets a phone call and answers the phone. Sean smacks the phone out of his hand and the two start having an argument. Liz tries to get Sean's attention and all of the zombies are looking at them with nothing but hunger in their eyes. This is actually where you get a glimpse of a nice little glimpse of all of the zombies. Yeah. And they are genuinely terrifying looking. Yeah, they are. Like, there was one zombie, and it was it was the black guy, but he was the scariest of them all. And, like, his, his eyes, eyes, his demeanor, yeah. everything about him was fucking perfect. And I was like, he would actually fit in very well in an actual zombie movie. All the uh, Some of the others were, like, pass off just like, no, you're in the perfect movie. But him was just like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's legitimately scary. Like, it reminded me of kind of like Train of Busan scary. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, um, speaking of, that uh, trailer came out today. Uh, Peninsula? It was great. I saw it. Great trailer. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. The fucking zombie that is, like, attached to all the other zombies and is crawling with all of them on their back. Oh, my Ooh, fucking that God. I can't. Sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. I didn't see that. It's nuts. I, yeah, I'm going to screen wild. share it, and I'll show you guys after this. But anyway, uh, David breaks down the window and says uh, for everyone to go inside. Sean tells him no and tries to create a distraction so they can get in safely. Once all the zombies are out of the way, they start heading inside. Barbara notices the flowers that are on the ground, and she uh, calls out and says, like, oh, I think these were supposed to be for me. I love that she <laughs> got to inside, see those. Uh, it's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. And I was just like, oh, they are for you, Barbara. They are. <laughs> Very quickly, I want to um, shoot this question to you guys. Yeah. In the events of a, a zombie apocalypse, right? Would you yeah. would you try to pretend to be a zombie to get through a pack of them? Would you be willing to take that risk? Wait, is it like you don't know it's going to uh, work for sure? Yeah, you or don't know. You, used- you don't okay. know. I don't know. This was also done in The Walking Dead. That's true. Where they, they covered themselves they actually, in blood. Yeah, they covered themselves with the scent of other zombies. Oh, I remember that. That's so, pretty early on, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, because I think I only yeah, first so, saw the first I, I don't two know, seasons. It's interesting. But yeah, yeah it's scary to think about, right? Like, I, would you do it? I think like for it, me, I think for me, it would depend what zo- what kind of zombie outbreak it was. That's true. Like, They're are we talking fast, fast zombies yeah, that yeah, can yeah. run, or are we talking zombies that are this slow? That's a if good point. If they're this slow, yes, I would, I would, I would definitely try it out. That's a really yeah. good but point. If they could run, nope. Yeah, not trying because like <laughs> yeah, like because with the fast ones, right? They'll fucking bite you fast too, and that's the oh, yeah. that's yeah, the dude. thing. You could they'll at least with around. slow zombies, yeah. you could fight back by like with a kick or a push or something. But still, if there's too many of them, oh, it's over. It's crazy to think Seriously. about. And like I, and like even if, sorry to keep taking this back to 28 days later, but even in that scene where uh, they they're all in like he's in the church in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he calls out to someone, and there's like two zombies that lift their head and look at him, and they just start fucking booking it towards him. Yeah, crazy. Christ, like it, it's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So I don't know, man. Like it, for me, it would depend what kind of zombie apocalypse we're talking. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Uh, now inside the pub. They are all waiting around for Sean, and David is ready to board up the window since Sean hasn't come back in 20 minutes. David goes over the lights um, to try to turn them on, and Liz tells him that uh, he is not thinking about what he is doing. David yells back and tells her that at least he's being proactive and trying to figure out the situation. David starts claiming that Sean probably left them, and everybody tells him that he didn't do that, but he keeps going on about there being no actual hope. Liz get uh gets upset with David and tells him that uh they probably much they probably uh need to have hope for the situation and hope in Sean and now it's drinking time. David has lost it and starts throwing pa- packages of food at everyone out of frustration and then Sean fucking comes in and catches one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone except for David is happy to see him. David asks, how did he lose the zombies and how did he get in? And Sean tells him, before you broke down the window, I was trying to tell you that there's a back door. And (laughs) uh, yeah, Liz asks what the plan is. And then we cut to them all sitting around in the dark and Sean offering some peanuts to everyone. Seems about right. What a badass. Sean asks for, yep. Seems about right. Sean asks for Ed, uh, uh, for Ed to do an impersonation of his monkey again. Um, he calls the monkey Clyde. <laughs> uh... The lights on the street come on, and Sean realizes that the the grid actually isn't down, um, and just they just need to get the generator back running. Sean heads to the back and starts looking for switches, and uh, that will turn on and. Uh, then he starts then he actually finds the right switch and then turns on another light that is next to him and notices that there are a ton of zombies behind the door. He turns off the light and closes the shutter and heads back into the room with everyone else. Diane is trying to find a working channel on TV and Ed asks for a quid from Liz. Sean tells Liz that they have a problem that the zombies followed him and says uh, that they need to be and Liz says that they just need to be extra quiet then. But nope, Ed instead turns on a game very, very loud, and he actually wins, Uh, and Sean and Liz run over to him to turn the game off. Sean starts looking around and sees that the, uh, sees, 
and sees that the zombie starts surrounding the windows. Zombie John grabs David's shoulder and uh, and the jukebox starts playing. Uh, they are all trying to figure out um, how to how to handle John. They grab pull sticks and start hitting him to the beat of the song. <laughs> so good, so fucking good. I love this. David, this is so good. Yeah. This is the best. To me, this is one of the. This is when this movie is just like, okay, it was starting to kind of get semi serious. And it's like, nope, we're back to the antics. I love it. He just shows off his skills with directing the movie, too. So good. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Like, this was just absolutely genius of him to add this stuff. Damn, man. Him and Simon Pegg are just really, really, really fucking good. Just, god damn it. I want them to make another project again together. Uh, oh, quick question. Did you guys see the uh, the post of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? No. Like earlier it was this like, couple weeks? Like the little back and forth yeah, video? Yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago for, yeah, for yeah. staying inside the house. Saying like, don't they go to the They did it in the style of Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they were just like, don't go to the Winchester, stay at home, lock the doors. I love and then that. Nick was like, all right then, well, what the rest, what's the rest of the plan? And have a nice cold beer. And then it ends. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, this so is good. awesome. This is so well good. Needed. Well needed when this was starting to happen. Seriously. Seriously. And th- this was the perfect movie to, sh- to show each other, I guess, during this time. Gosh. Uh, David tells Sean that he can't find the plug. And Sean tells him to turn off the switches. He is hitting all different types of switches and is turning lights on and off from inside and outside the pub. Zombies break through the window where David is switching, uh, switching lights and comes back to tell them uh, that they have a situation. The others are uh, still working on John and Sean yells, I know! Ed leaves leaves him to grab something. Excuse me. Diane starts throwing darts at John and and, and Sean's like into it at first. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him in the head. And then she hits him <laughs> in the head instead. So good. Ed grabs the gun and throws it to Sean and, and Sean starts beating the shit out of John with the gun and throws him inside the jukebox. <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to cut the music off. <laughs> Ed asks, why didn't he just shoot him? And when Sean tries to tell him that the gun is inactive, he fires off a shot. They find the shells to the gun, and Sean is trying to figure out how they, uh, how they can all operate uh, the gun. Sean and Ed start loading up the gun, and Liz goes over to Barbara to move her onto a different side of the pub. Um, I wonder if they named her Barbara because of Dawn of the Dead. Like, I'm sure they did. Like, that sounds right. Or Night of the Living Dead. Hmm, possibly. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, not Dawn of the Dead. Because I'm sure, I'm sure they did. Because the, the iconic line from that movie is, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I, it, could so. be, yeah. it could be a nod, honestly. Yeah. Edgar Wright loves his Easter eggs. Uh, he does. He really does. And he loves he that movie. He so loves stuff. that movie a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barbara gives Liz a necklace and Liz notices that she has been bitten. She didn't want to say anything because she uh, didn't want Sean to be worried. The zombies uh, start breaking in and Sean gets shooting while um, everyone is directing him to where to shoot. Sean tells David and Diane to block up the window and gave Ed the gun to take over, although he doesn't shoot anyone with it. Uh, and uh, And that way he can check on his mom. Sean notices that he has been that she has been bitten. Ed tells Diane to take over to check on her as well. Then Diane tells David to uh, 
to take over to check on Barbara as well and said that she's a registered nurse. Where the fuck was that when Philip was right? Dying? Right. I thought like, the exact same thing. Like what? That's such an odd thing to add at this point in time when Philip is fucking dying and and you already know what's going to happen. You've seen it happen. Anyway, yeah. Barbara starts dying and then starts to change. Uh, David cocks the gun and points it and points the gun at Barbara. Sean uh, points a broken bottle at David's neck, and Ed points a bottle at Dave, and Ed points a bottle at David's neck. Then hands the bottle over to Diane because she thinks this isn't fair, so she holds it towards Sean's neck, and then he grabs a wine over and continues pointing it at David's neck. Great. Sean starts yelling at David about being in love with Liz and Diane agrees with Sean, but she has accepted that for herself to love him. They w- they are all arguing and Liz pulls Sean and tells him that uh, that they have to do what they have to do. And then Barbara rises up from the dead. Sean looks at at her and David and David hands him the gun and tells him to shoot her. Sean punches David or excuse me, uh, and then he shoots her in the head. Um, Sean punches David in the face and David picks up the gun and pulls the trigger. I was like, this motherfucker, he was literally going to kill him right there. Wow. David tries to leave and Diane tells him, uh, talks him out of leaving. David apologizes to Diane and she says, I'm not the one who deserves the apology. Then he apologizes to Sean. Uh, right when we, uh, when he is about to, uh, right uh, when he is done, he is standing at the window, a zombie breaks in. And or uh, multiple zombies actually. Zombies yeah. break through the window and grab David. They start ripping his intestines out. And holy shit, this is Dude, crazy. This, this looks, just looks great. great. Yeah, I thought this looked so realistic. Looks so and oh my god, it didn't look cheesy at all. I was really good. impressed. Yeah, no, it looks no, it does fantastic. A little over the top of its goriness, but it like fit the mood, especially because everyone yeah, hates that character. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like this exactly. is his, like, like you wanted. Hey, to viewers, see it here's your reward. This is what you've been wanting to see. I'm gonna give you the gruesome kill right. for this guy. Yeah, saving it. Um, Diane goes out there and uh, oh, excuse me, trying to pull, trying to pull him back in, and then his legs start ripping off. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was Diane, Diane goes out there and uses one of his legs as a weapon to smack the zombies out of the way to get <laughs> to David. Nice. David starts shooting some zombies as Ed makes Molotov cocktails to throw at them. Ed starts uh, getting grabbed by other zombies and is, um, and is bit by zombie Pete and a few other zombies. Sean shoots Pete in the eye, and Liz yells for them to get behind the bar. They jump over the bar, and Sean calls for Ed, and then he jumps over next. Uh, He is fucked up, though. Sean sets the bar on fire, and right before before they are going to head uh, into the cellar, they are trying to get the gun shells, but they are on the bar. Um... A few zombies get behind the bar with them, and the bullets start firing. Uh, starts firing off, killing the zombies uh, that just got behind there with them. They run down into the cellar, and Sean is trying to get to the door. Um, or is trying to get to, to the door outside open while Liz tends to Ed's wounds. Sean isn't isn't able to get the door open and feels super defeated about this whole thing. Liz comes over to tell him that he hasn't messed up and that he shouldn't feel responsible because he tried. She asks him how many shells does, uh, do they have left, and he tells them that they have two. Sean says that they can uh, take the couple out 
Um, they could take a couple out if they're standing in a line. And Liz tells uh, tells him that uh, she wasn't talking about the zombies. Sean tells her, I know. Ed says that he actually doesn't mind being eaten. And they start working out scenarios on how to use the guns on themselves. Sean and Liz start getting a little mushy. And Ed mentions that he wants to be shot now. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I was like, this is so sad. After all that, that's how it's gonna how it's gonna end. Right. Yeah. I mean the Winchester wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, hey. Uh Sean tells her that he hasn't smoked a cigarette since they broke up, and also uh Ed uh confirms it. He was like, he's right, he hasn't. They broke up fucking yesterday. Like, he hasn't smoked a cigarette since yesterday but okay when he is about to spark it up they notice that there is a button uh, that will lift them out of there Ed says um, that they should go without him because he would only hold them back Sean gives him uh, the gun um, and apologizes to Ed when he um, oh wait apologizes to Ed then Ed apologizes to Sean and then he farts <laughs> They have one last moment, um, and then the zombies start breaking in. They head up to the street and are about to make their way, and are about to make their way um, through when they when the military truck smashes all of the zombies and starts shooting them like fucking nothing. Very quickly, Yvonne notices Sean and Liz. um, Yvonne notices Sean and Liz and uh, comes up to them to bring them to safety. We fade to all of these TV shows on how the zombies are from, quote-unquote, Z-Day. So theirs only lasted a day. They were able to take control back in a day. So that was, I thought Sounds that was about right. nice. <laughs> I thought that was nice. Uh, Sean comes, comes into the room with Liz on the couch, and they, make it, uh, and they make a cute little plan for the day. Liz goes to put some tea on, and Sean tells her that he is going to go to the garden and... and Uh, in the shed uh, and Sean picks up a controller to play a game with zombie Ed then credits so good what a fucking movie guys I have to add what a fucking movie I have to add sorry I have to say this y'all I was getting choked up when Ed and Sean were having their last moments straight up that that was my favorite part of the whole movie I don't know why it was awesome it was really hard to, yeah. to watch. And then, and honestly, if this probably wasn't like my 15th, 20th time watching this movie, I probably still would get choked up yeah, too. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, man. It, oh my Dude, gosh. Dude, honestly yeah. though, Jesus like, Christ. I, I don't know why that was like the peak of the movie for me because it was like, oh my God. No, he really did care about Sean. And this is, this is growth right here. Or is it? Because maybe oh, he sure, always yeah. just loved him and had his back in his own special way. I'm like, damn, what a real Absolutely. fucking homie. And I loved it. Right. Seriously. They come full circle with the, uh, their thing. Exactly. The, the fart. So great. So breathtaking. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Seriously. I fucking love it, man. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, guys. I got some movie facts. Movie, movie facts. facts. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now we got we got some fun ones actually. So uh, uh, right on the bat here, George A. Romero, creator of the movies to which this movie pays um, homage and lampoons, uh, was so impressed with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's work that he asked them to cameo in the Land of the Dead as zombies. That's really cool. They do. 
when asked by an interviewer why they chose to have slow-moving zombies instead of running zombies, Simon Pegg simply replied, uh, because death is not an energy drink. Oh, that's, good. that's good deep. Answer. I like that. Good answer. Uh, Sean tells... Oh, this is actually the fish thing. So, yeah, that... I wasn't the only one. Never mind. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright considered a sequel to the world. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, considered a sequel that would replace zombies with another monster, but decided against it as they were pleased with the, with this movie as a standalone product and thought too many characters died to continue the story anyway. Uh, they proposed the title was From Dusk Till Sean. It's mm, pretty good. I like that. Sh- yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Sean and Ed's friendship is actually based on real-life Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's uh, friendship when they used to live in a flat together. That's cute. Makes sense. Yeah. Many of the zombie extras are fans of Spaced, That's which cool. also starred Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and was also directed by Edgar Wright. They recruited through the Spaced Out fan website. Smart. How fucking genius is that? How genius like we need a bunch that? of extras. Might as well get people that love us. <laughs> exactly. Not bad. Uh, here's a long one here. When Sean, Liz, David, Diane, Barbara, and Ed run into the alternative gang um, as they make their way to the Winchester, there are quite a few comedy partnerships brought together again. Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines, Tim and Daisy from Space, Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman, Don and Tim from The Office, um... Dylan Murren and Tamsin Craig, Bernard and Fran from Black Books, and Julia Deacon and Nick Frost are, of course, in Spaced, too, as Marsha and Mike. Nice. That is awesome that they are all just friends initially. And I don't know if you guys have seen Black Books. Like, all these are obviously all British TV shows, um, but including The Office, because The Office did start as a British show. Um, But Black Books is fucking hilarious. It's literally about the guy who plays David as a drunken librarian. <laughs> it is so good. That actually sounds interesting. So good. I can really read into it. Uh, uh ha ha, Frederick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll check Just that when out. Sean is exiting the corner. Okay, I'm okay. done. Sorry. Yeah, this is where you stop. <laughs> Just when Sean is exiting the corner shop, which is tuned which is tuned to a radio station playing songs from Indian movies, the song stops and a newscaster begins speaking in Hindi. The content of the news when translated to English is people are waking up from their graves. Fuck. So good. Uh, Nick Frost allegedly kept his genitals shaved throughout the production to create a genuine need to scratch that character, uh, scratch that the character demanded. Yeah. All makes right. sense. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, John and Bernie run the Winchester. These are the real names of the landlord and landlady who uses uh, who used to run Simon Pe- Simon Pegg's local pub, the Shepherds in Highgate. John used to make toasted sandwiches for regulars, hence the reference the Breville Outback. Pegg and Nick Frost were regular attendees of the Shepherds Thursday night quiz, hence the line we do the quiz when Sean is knocking on the Winchester's door. Hmm. That's like so that. fucking good. Me too. I'm going to do a couple more and then we'll go ahead and finish this off. Uh, Night of the Living Dead director George A. Romero was given a private viewing of the, uh, uh, of this movie near his home, near his house in Florida during the scene in which Ed yells into the phone, we're coming to get you, Barbara. 
there fucking is. Oh my gosh, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. You knew it? You were right? <laughs> Romero, I fucking knew it. Good shit. I fucking knew it. I was right. Romero was obviously uh, to the fact it was uh, a direct lift from his movie, Night of the Living Dead, and the only fa- and and only found out later after a phone conversation with Edgar Wright. Nice. That is That's amazing. Dope. So, like, it's, that actually made that awesome because... I also was oblivious to it, but I started kind of, the more and more I watched this movie, I was like, I wonder if that has the correlation of Night of the Living Dead, and it fucking does, and I'm so happy about that. Um, it's actually great hearing Edgar Wright talk about this movie on History of Horror, uh, because it's it's in the zombie episode of History of Horror, and um, he talks about this, like how scared he was to send this to George A. Romero, um, and shortly after this, George A. Romero passed. Um, but he said how scared he was and was just like, fuck, like I'm sending this to a legend, like a zombie legend at that. Like, this is the dude who fucking perfected the zombie, perfected it. Cause like he has all different types. He has zombies that don't give a fuck about daylight. He has zombies that walk around at night. He has zombies, uh, that are actually just regular fucking people, which are the scariest ones to me. And that's my favorite zombie movie of all time. The crazies fun fact. Uh, but it's bananas, like how they were able to kind of get this, uh, to him and he fucking loved it. And I thought that was awesome. Oh man. Super cool. cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, when Sean is heading to the store for the first time, a worker on the street is listening to the radio. The newscast mentions a space probe that unexpectedly reentered the earth's atmosphere and broke up over, uh, England. This is, uh, likely a reference to night of the living dead yet again, in which radiation from a satellite returning from Venus was given a possible cause for the dead returning to life. Interesting. He loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, one last one here. When Sean's girlfriend objects to going to the Winchester, he suggests a few other pubs. One in which is the Shepherds, which is actually which is actually used to be used to be Simon Pegg's local pub um, in Highgate until it was closed and reopened as a theme bar. Nice. Actually, I'll do one more. Uh, the zombie that Sean and Ed find in the garden is Mary, the checkout girl from uh, the movie's uh, credit montage. A short story de- detailing her transformation into one of the undead was featured in issue numbered 1384 of the classic British science fiction comic 2000 AD. The issue went on, on sale April 7th, 2004. The strip was called There's Something About Mary and was written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Nice. Oh, my fucking God. Holy shit. I had no idea about that. Small that is details. amazing. Oh, God damn it, man. And of course, the beautiful Time Splitters uh, 2. Hell yeah. God damn. What a game, too, man. That game was awesome. Love that game. Uh, used to scare the shit out of me. But it, it always scared the shit out of me. It still kind of does. Uh, <laughs> but let us know your thoughts on Shaun of the Dead over on Twitter at GoodNightLife. And that is Night with a K. But let us know by all means. I really, truly, deeply want to know what you guys think. Because I know some people do not like horror comedy. And we just went through a whole month of it. So, uh, sorry. But um, <laughs> let us know what you think and what you feel about horror comedy uh, month. Because uh, it is off to, or this was a fun month. I just had so much fun with this month. And it was nice to watch things that aren't so dreadful and 
Super intense. This was a great palate cleanser because next month is not a palate cleanser at all. Oh, because boy. next month is found footage month, also known Let's as go. I Found You. I'm fucking excited, boys. And uh, I Found You month is going to consist of our starting movie of Wreck, which is another quarantine-filled movie that is based in Spain. Um, yeah, this movie's fucking intense, and it's one of the best and I will say this on record because I'm saying it right now. <laughs> One of the best found footage movies of all fucking time. Agreed. One of the best of all time. But yeah, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, on the webs because we are being safe boys and practicing social distancing. Uh, we got David. Virtual Spoopy Boy is out. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Also known as Nightly. And on the other end there, we got Freddy. Yes. Always stay spoopy. Adults. Be an adult. Bringing it back. Yeah. Spoopy Being Boys. Adult. Spoopy Adults. Also known as Nighty Night. <laughs> Our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And that's night with what? Hey. That was a bit bad. <laughs> By pledging on Patreon, you'll have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.